You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Mark Falconer joining us in the studio. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Jason. Great to be here again. Good to have you back here. Now, Mark, you've uh, had a great week. Um, I will just uh, let our listeners know this is a recording uh, just, just before it goes to air. But uh, So it's not live today, but um, you've had an interesting week this week. You've been up to Bernie direction, is that right? Yes. And uh, something happened that was a bit of a spanner in the works for you. Yeah, look, um, when I got home, I unpacked my car, and when I unpacked my car, I thought I'd just do a wee bit of a tidy up and took a few bags in, and, and then I had a rest for about 10 minutes and then I thought, hmm, where's my laptop? Well, I'd better go back out to the car and have a look. And it wasn't there. Was your car locked? No. Ah. No. So I had to do some backtracking. I thought, oh, did I leave it at Bernie Church? And I thought, hmm. And uh, they had a look, kindly had a look around and no, it wasn't there. And so it got sniffled out of the car. And do you know the... The sin of the laptop, or my, the sin that I committed. You didn't have a good backup. Let me let me oh, guess. <laughs> how did you know? That's, and so, to all our listeners, go and back up your material because I, I lost a lot, and because mm. I, I spent hours and hours trawling for interesting stuff on the internet, mm. and I've lost it all. You love your stories, and uh, we love your stories. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I've lost them all. Oh, <laughs> Never mind. Oh well, maybe maybe there's uh, something good will come out of it uh, as you rediscover new stories, perhaps. Yeah, at least <laughs> hope so. If you've got time, but it's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah, no, that's right. Now, uh, Mark, before we get into our program, I want to uh, take the opportunity to promote a program that we've got coming up at Rosney Church. It's called Lifestyle Medicine: Eating for Good Health. And uh, this is coming up soon. It seems like it's a surprise to you, but it is happening. And uh, it's going to happen later in October, on the 27th of October. So I'm going to promote this. So if you're listening in the Hobart area, there's a great program. There's four weekly sessions uh, presented by Libby Hergenen. She's one of our presenters here. And uh, she'll be presenting four sessions, and it'll be a cooking demonstration and uh, nutritional information and uh, a presentation, as well as sample tasting of those things as well. So it'll be a great opportunity to get uh, up there. If, you, if you're in the Hobart area, obviously, if you're on the mainland or if you're elsewhere, you're going to miss out. But those in the Hobart area... You can text in this code to our show number and uh, we'll give you the details, the booking details. It is a, 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 an event that you must book for. So the code to text in is EATWELL22. That's EATWELL, one word, no spaces, EATWELL and the number 22, no spaces. Text that into 0488-880-891. You'll get a message back which tells you how you can get more information and how you can book if you'd like to come. So, uh, yeah. Do, uh, do have a think about that, starting on the 27th of October, Thursday evening, 7pm for four weeks in a row. So um, 
that was a surprise to you, Mark, apparently. I wasn't sure of the date. Oh, okay, I didn't the really date. know. We did push it out a week. Yeah. It was going to be the 21st, but yes, it's starting on the 27th of, oh, 21st. It was going to be around the 20th anyway. Yep. Now it's starting on the 27th, so there it is. Now, last week, Mark, um, you talked about the Shantung compound, which was a place in China during the uh, Japanese invasion of China. And uh, I, I guess what you were talking about, well, the title of last week's episode was, is Jesus really serious about changing lives? And it was fascinating during that uh, story that you told that the expectations of some of the Christians in that group in the Shantung compound, uh, they didn't really live up to the expectations, let's put it that way. No, and that was really disappointing because as Christians, we want to hear good news stories mm. of, of how people rose above their various circumstances that uh, hit their lives. And uh, he, he was very disappointed with, with the Christians. And indeed, um, Langdon Gilkey was disappointed with the uh, nature of humanity as they faced those challenges. And uh, that actually destroyed his confidence in secularism. Mm, he, mm. He, he did later become a Christian himself mm. and uh, uh, a very devout Christian, uh, but he was very disappointed with those missionaries. And so it just really highlighted the importance, it highlighted to me on how we must allow God into our lives fully so that he can change us and we have that ultimate trust in him uh, when, when our lives face those challenges. It's easy to love God when things are going good, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And uh, we, we talked about how we studied the chapter in, uh, I think it was Galatians 5, uh, The Fruit of the Spirit, and uh, we looked at um, how we really need to know God and we need to have the Holy Spirit in our lives in order to have that change so that, you know, ultimately when he comes back, he will know us. Absolutely, and know us by name, and mm. uh, so important. But in the clutter of life, can easily get lost. Mm. Now you can go back and have a listen to our past episodes if uh, you're keen to listen to that one. That's on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. If you want to get the app, you can get that from your app store on your phone or tablet. Today, Mark, we've got a program titled. If I read it correctly, it says, Is Jesus really serious about us living as a light? And I know that you're going to kick us off with a story. We've got four minutes for a story. Can you can you fit it in four minutes? Oh, I think I can fit it in well <laughs> and truly. Um, but this was a fascinating story on the internet. I, I think it was around about 2015, and weddings are always an exciting event for everyone, very stressful uh, particularly for the mother and and the bride, and you know the bloke really does have a have an easy ride to the wedding. He the only thing he needs to worry about is showing up <laughs> and having his suit on or whatever, <laughs> and and not forgetting the rings. <laughs> not forgetting Although the that rings. that is the best man's responsibility, apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, the blokes really do have it easy, but uh, for the bride and the mother of the bride. It's very stressful for them. And, uh, you know, I always say to them, enjoy your day. Mm. At the end of it, just enjoy your day. But for the mother of this bride, uh, she wanted to find out 
a fairly simple question, you would think. What colour is the wedding dress? Mm. You'd think that would be pretty straightforward, wouldn't you? So you can't say white. <laughs> because it's never right if you say white. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of shades of white. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I discovered that in painting the house. Um, I didn't know there were so many different shades. Um, but anyway, she decided to post the colour of the wedding dress and uh, or the wedding dress, and, uh, and she asked people, what colour is this wedding dress? And it came back, well, she, she asked the question, is it white or, or gold or blue or black? Well, you'd think that would be pretty straightforward, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, she got a few replies and and a few different answers to it, and some said it was white and gold, and others said it was blue and black. Wow. And, you know, then a few more replied, and and then it got on to BuzzFeed, Twitter. I think I've seen this picture before. Mm. I and, can't remember how I saw it, though. Yeah, yeah, and, and then it ended up on Facebook, and, and, and from, you know, just a you know, 20 or 30 replies that she got, it then all of a sudden went viral. Mm. What colour is this wedding dress? And and even psychologists got involved. Senators got involved and even Kim Kardashian got involved <laughs> and her husband. And the interesting thing with Kim Kardashian, she said it was um, white and gold and her husband said, no, it's not. It's it's black. It's blue and black. And and you know, you have to ask yourself, how can we get that colour so wrong? Mm-hmm. It's either you know, black or it's white and gold. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so psychologists also then got involved and they tried to, you know, think about mm, I wonder what is going on in in the mind here. And, you know, to our listeners, they might be thinking, you know, uh, is the mind playing tricks here? You you know those those cubes, when you look at them, those 3D cubes, and, and as you look at them, they face one way, but then the eye can place mm. a trick on them and they and face the other way. Completely different perspective, yeah. Yeah, mm. or, you know, the two ladies that are facing opposite directions. And uh, and so, you know, that they, they got involved with that. But at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? What is interesting here in this story are the filters mm. that we have And, you know, the mind plays tricks. And in our Christian journey, we have certain filters in our mind. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. And that's what we're going to ask you to contemplate today. And uh, you can text us in. This program will be monitored and uh, we will respond. What filters do you think can distort God's light as it shines into our lives? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. Now, this is a song that's really relevant to that, Whenever God Shines His Light by The Idea of North. Whenever God shines his light 
Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Mark Falconer, and we're looking at the topic of is Jesus really serious about us living as light? And uh, before the break, we talked about a story about this wedding dress, this white and gold wedding dress that many saw as blue and black. Quite a fascinating thing. If you want to Google it, you can uh, search for the white and gold viral wedding dress. If you put that into Google, you should get a picture of it somewhere. 
Uh, and we asked you a question. What filters do you think uh, can distort God's light as it shines into our lives? Text us in your answer on 0488 and Mark, um, we're going to get into some Bible study now. Um, you, did you have something to say before then? How did you yeah. like that song, by the way? Oh, that was great. That <laughs> Isn't was, that a good, lively it, one? It's terrific, that <laughs> song, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Um, yeah, look, that, you know, that wedding dress uh, highlighted to me that, you know, when, when you had hundreds of thousands of people replying to it, I'm thinking, well, I'm not a social media person, you know, not a techno whiz it sort of struck me as, gee, people got nothing better to do than sort of worry about this this sort of thing. So, yeah, you know, trivia is, is occupies a, a lot of our minds. But what it also highlighted to me was how our mind can play tricks or distort or people saw it in, in, in a different light. And uh, God wants to shine a light onto our lives as we walk with him we have certain filters that can distort God's light so that it doesn't quite shine as as it should. And and so and, what and it might like light uh, light lights up the darkness and of course in our lives we have things that we don't want people to see. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And uh, God's light if it's if it's coming in full strength it will show up those things. And and those can bl- our mind can block that light from seeing those things because, one, we don't want others to mm. see it, as you said. We certainly don't want God to see it or mm. shine light because, you know, sometimes we want to hold on to some of those things mm. and we don't want to change. Mm. But that's not how it should work mm. as we walk with God. And uh, this is what John was dealing with in his day when he wrote... The uh, one John, and uh, I'm just going to ask you to read that passage. And mm. so we're reading from First John, and uh, we're going to read verse five to ten initially, and then we'll go on to um, this is on chapter one, First John chapter one, verse five to ten, and uh, later we'll get into chapter two as well. And it's titled, God is Light, and we're reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, so he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Mm. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, John's pretty blunt here, Mm. not too many shades of grey, is there? You know, we're either walking in the light or we're not. Mm. And uh, it's interesting there that note there that if we walk in the light, then it says, uh, and then we have fellowship with another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Yeah. Interesting. If we're not walking in the light, we, I guess, we don't have that claim. And, and that's exactly right. And the reason that John was writing 
this way was to address a heresy that was uh, coming into the church at that time. And that heresy has a certain name, and I'll, I'll say it in a minute, but that heresy is very much alive today, but in, in a different form. The heresy that uh, John was addressing and that was dividing the Christian church was effectively something called Gnosticism. And what Gnosticism was, was that you could be saved by knowledge. And for the Greeks, that they also had the idea that there was a separation between the flesh and the spirit, or the body and the spirit. I remember studying that in some of our very early chapters on this series that started last year with David Leo, and he talked about the Logos. And I learnt some things in there that I didn't know before, how they, they had this total separation, that everything of the flesh was bad and evil and everything of the of the logos was good and and perfect and and they could not mix exactly yeah. and and so what that meant in their daily lives was because the spirit as they saw was perfect and light and that there was no sin it was separate from the body but of course so the body could sin and do whatever it wants. Exactly. And everything was okay, but that's not how we see it as Christians. And, and so how they were living back then was that they were going down to the temples and committing all sorts of sins mm. down in the temples because it wasn't wrong, because mm. it, it was, was just physical. Flesh. It was yeah. a physical act, yeah. And, and I sort of wonder how that operates today, you know, in the sense that there, for many Christians, they feel that they can pretty much live their life how they like while still believing in God, but not have much of a change in life. Well, we can smooth out the rough edges. There's no transformation going on. Not, not really, mm. no, no. And I don't know if you remember that song uh, many years ago, uh, Bette, Bette Midler sung God Probably at a Distance. Probably before my time, Mark. Oh, Jason, Jason, then there's not there's not that many years between us, but <laughs> it probably was before your time. Um, but but yeah, going way back in the, do you remember the nineteen eighties? What, I think what was. was the song? I probably do know it. Uh, God at a distance. God at a distance. Yeah, I'm not sure that I know it, but yeah. Yeah, well, look, I'll, don't worry, your listeners, I won't sing it for you. But <laughs> but she sung um, God is watching, but then she tagged on. At a distance. At a distance. He's not really involved in our lives. Exactly. So God is watching us, but from a distance. And so what that means for a lot of people is, yeah, look, there is a God way out there, but not really interested in what we do, and so we just carry on, just do whatever we want. And so the effect is exactly the same as the Gnostics back in John's time, and, and so John's message to us becomes very relevant Mm. Um, and whereby he says that this is the message that we have heard from and we announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all and if we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we uh, we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk as the light as he himself is the light we have fellowship with one another uh, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And that's great news that God is light and he's interested in our lives very much. 
What about this next uh, verse, though, that it says, if we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. So um, I've I've heard people, I've never actually, I've never had a discussion with somebody who's claimed that, but I have had a discussion or heard other people say that they've met people who say you know, they're sinless, they've been sinless for six months or whatever it is. What do you think about that? I've, I've met people who have claimed that they are close to being sinless. Uh, there's not a lot of them around, um, but there are a few, and the Bible clearly says that they are a liar. If we say that we have no sin, we are a liar. I think for most people is that we downplay sin in our lives. Mm. We tend to look at the big the big things, the big sins, you know, whether it be murdering, committing adultery, um, you know, we can subtly say to ourselves, and this is a filter mm. that we can block God's light out. We can say, well, I'm not a murderer. Mm. <laughs> At least I haven't committed adultery and I don't steal. So I am not too bad. But have we ever lied? Mm. Have we ever stolen anything as a kid? Have we been jealous or envious of someone? Exactly. <laughs> These are very easy sins to, to hide, aren't they? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to hide murder yeah, and adultery. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but it's a lot harder to hide jealousy. It's easier to hide jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry about that. Um, um, but, it, it, yeah, it, it's easy to hide. Mm. Those things, but God sees those things, things, and things like we can hide humility, mm. or pretend that we are humble. Mm. We can pretend um, to hide a whole lot of different sins of jealousy, pride, gossip, anger, resentment. All these sorts of things we can hide, but we need to have God shining a light into those areas. Mm. But there's good news in the second part of that passage that we'll look at. We're going to come back after the break and have a look at that. Just before we go, there's just one comment that it amazes me in the life of Paul that, you know, he, at the end of his life, he claims that he's the chief of all sinners. You know, to me, that actually says that he was allowing God's light into his life more and more as he lived, not not necessarily becoming more and more of a sinner. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So as we let more light in, we actually recognise our need for God more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a question for you today. Um, what filters do you think can distort God's light as it shines into our lives. Text us in 0488880891. We've got a book offer coming up later. It's called In Light of God's Love. We'll tell you more about that after the break. This is When I Found Jesus by Stephen McLeod. When I found Jesus, he was holding on to me. Broken, I couldn't stand upon my feet. With a word he broke my chains I was free to breathe again My life was saved by the love and blood of Jesus When I found Jesus He was standing over me 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Mark Falconer on the series Encounters with Jesus and uh, we've been talking with Mark 
about the topic of is Jesus really serious about us living as light and uh, so allowing God's light to really reflect into our lives, isn't it? And uh, I guess expose the things that need changing. Absolutely. And as we're changed, this allows our light to shine much brighter. Mm. But none of us are perfect, though, are we, as you pointed out in our last section? Not uh, not many of us, only one. No. The Bible says only one is perfect, and that was Christ. And, and, and so many people want to point out, oh, you Christians, you're a bunch of hypocrites. Mm. And everybody seems to know how a Christian should live. Mm. But how many actually do live it? So it sort of raises the question, well, while we all sin as we walk with him and and we don't become perfect on this side of Jesus coming again, um, but we certainly do need to live authentically with God, recognising that we are sinners. Mm, absolutely. Now, we promised we'd go on and read uh, the second chapter of First John. Um, not the whole chapter, just a few verses. So uh, shall we do that now? If we just go back to verse 9. Yes, of the last chapter. Yeah, and we can go from there. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So it's really this idea of confessing our sins. So we, we're not to just ignore our sins. That, that, that's right. And so for the uh, readers back in the time when uh, John wrote 1 John, he was saying that, you know, because the people felt that they could sin, just do anything that they like. Mm. And uh, John's saying, no, if you're sinning and you're not living in the light, you're walking in darkness. Mm. And, uh, but, Verse 9's good news for us. And because it says <laughs> he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that great news? It is. Yeah. It's tremendous news. You know, you know I, I, as I talk with people, there are a lot of people who feel that they are not good enough for God, that they can't come to God unless they reform their life. Mm. That is the biggest mistake that they can make. Mm. And, you know, I guess that's it's easy to understand. You know, like if, if we've sinned, we sort of feel distant from God. We don't want to uh, come to God. Um, so it's sort of a natural response is to sort of run away from God if we've sinned, like Adam and Eve, right back in the beginning. Absolutely. They didn't want to face God. But he, he invites us in, in Hebrews, come boldly mm. to the throne of grace and that is a wonderful invitation. That's how much God loves us. He mm. invites us to come boldly. And it's when we feel like that that we need to actually take the steps to, to, to come to Christ. A- a- absolutely. Mm. And and that's why 1 verse 9 is so important if we confess our sins. And uh, confession is so important uh, to him. But that's not all it says, is it? Mm. So we're going to go on to chapter 2. And uh, it says in chapter 2 of First John, we'll read a few verses. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. 
And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Do you want to stop there and discuss that? <clears throat> Ooh, that's quite a mouthful, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, pro- propitiation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a difficult. That's a difficult word. That one. Mm. It's not one that we use very often, is it? Not, not in today's language. No, it's a little archaic. But he affectionately writes to the people uh, back then, my little children. He writes to them that you may not sin. Mm. So he is. He is calling them and challenging them to not live in sin. And that's that tension, mm. isn't it? Mm. You know. And but if anyone does, we have what? We have an advocate. Oh, that's marvellous, isn't it? Mm. And and that's exactly the same as what it's like having a lawyer that goes into bat for us. You know, they back back in the time of the Greeks that they would have uh, volu- um, pro bono lawyers that would go into bat for people who needed to defend themselves before a judge. And so this idea of an ad- of advocacy was very much alive in John's day and it, as it is today. It does, yeah. We have a, a group in Tasmania called Advocacy, advocacy Tasmania, which uh, helps people, I think, who can't necessarily afford to pay lawyers and uh, things to help through their legal challenges. Yeah, that's terrific, isn't it? Mm. And 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 great news here is that we have an advocate, uh, and that is Jesus Christ, who is our advocate. Mm. And and the promise here is that if we ask him for forgiveness, he promises to do that. Mm. So let me ask a question here, Mark. It says um, that he himself, that's Christ, is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Why did he make that distinction? Not for ours only. Is he is he talking to a particular group of people, um, or is he saying that you know certain people might have claimed that they were forgiven, but not everyone? Why does he make that distinction here? Do you think? Well, Jesus died for the whole world, mm. and his sacrifice was for the whole world as well as for us. Now. Him being our propitiation, we must understand that there, when sin came into the world, there was a debt to pay. The wages of sin is death. Jesus becomes our propitiation. He has paid that debt. In the same way that a, a person convicted of a crime, their debt is paid. Mm. Um, they have to pay back a debt to society. So Jesus has paid the debt of sin. He's paid our debt of sin. And that is why he becomes our propitiation. And he then uh, is able to forgive us our sins. So, and as it says, not just for us, but for the whole world. So that means anyone who accepts that. Like, we're not saying that everyone's going to be in heaven. We're saying that he died for everyone, but there's some decision or some something that people have to do. And that's our part. That's mm. our, you know, we, we can choose to accept that free gift. Or reject it. Or reject it. Mm. And uh, so that's up, up to the people. But, you know, we, we got to watch those filters that 
tend to say, I'm not too bad We're at okay. All. We're okay. So mm. confession is really important part of our walk with God. We've got a book offer today, and uh, after the break we'll um, give you the code for this, but right now we'll just tell you a little bit about it. It's called In the Light of God's Love by Ty Gibson. Every now and then a book is written that penetrates beyond the head and speaks to the inmost heart. Page by page the reader senses the distinct moving of God's spirit. Christ in all his matchless glory is exalted until self fades into insignificance. This book uh, you won't want to put down once you begin reading. So do stay tuned and after the break we'll give you the code for this book. This uh, beautiful song is called Image of God and it's performed by More Than Rubies. Together the 
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program today with Mark Falconer. Before the break, we talked about a book offer that we've got for you today and we've got three copies to give away. This is called In the Light of God's Love by Ty Gibson. Text in Encounter 28, no spaces, Encounter, E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R, number 28, no spaces. Text that into 488 First three copies, uh, we've got three copies to give away, so first three in, we'll receive a copy of that today. Um, Mark, there was a couple of other verses that we didn't quite get to in um, the book of John, First John. Uh, did you want to continue that or shall we move on to our next passage that we wanted to cover? Well, just verse 3 I think is very critical yeah. because it, it does cover um, the important part of confession where it says in verse 3. Would you like to read that for us, Jason? Yeah, by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Interesting. And knowing him. And and repentance is an important part of knowing him. As we come to know God, we come to know him through his word, he touches our hearts and our lives, and uh, he, he comes to point out things in our lives that we need to take to the altar to confess to him. Mm. That's not always a comfortable thing to do, but it's something we need to do. Exactly, and uh, Matthew helps us with this, and in, in the Sermon on the Mountain in chapter 6, um, he, he talks about the tension in which we, we live, you know, we live in this tension of the material world, you know, we build up our lives, we save up for things, a house, car, boat, and all those things are not necessarily bad and not themselves, but uh, Jesus gives us very good advice on how we keep the our, our material things that we value so much in tension with our spiritual life and our walk with him. Let's read it in verse 22 and 23. It says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Again, not too many shades of grey here, is there? <laughs> it's either black or white, it's, it's light or, or dark. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and Jesus is talking in the context of um, Matthew 5.20, do not store up yourselves treasures in... in um, oh, sorry, I'll start that again. Was, that was the earlier verse, yep. Um, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. This is comes to the crux of the matter is where God shines a light to point out where our treasures are, where things that we value um that we place importance on. Mm. So what God wants us to do is to lay up treasure in heaven, mm. to have, have our hearts, the things that we value, what occupies our time, um, what importance we set upon them. And all too often as we navigate the world, 
we allow the things of the world to crowd out God himself. It's interesting. Um, we've been doing a study, and we finished on Friday with Natalie Moore on the book of Haggai. And uh, interesting from that, the, the key message I learned from that uh, study is that um, we can be so easily distracted of the things and they, they were living in luxurious houses, but the, the temple of God was in ruins. And uh, um, Haggai came and challenged them to get on with uh, getting their priorities right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great example. So how do they get their priorities right? And verse 22 that the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. And so what we have a picture here is God having shining a light into the dark recesses of our souls. So in that example that you gave of Haggai, God was shining a light there. Mm. And what is their response? Well, they actually got enthused. They they uh, they did listen, and they got on and built. They they finished the temple in four years, where it had been sitting just the foundations for eighteen years before that. So, it wow. actually helped them to get motivated and uh, get on with finishing the job. <laughs> and so that's how the God's eye shines a light, mm. sweeps out that mm. darkness. That's mm. great news. It reminds it? me of that passage as well that uh, says, remove the speck in your own eye before you take the log out of your brother's eye. Um, when we have something in our eye, it stops us from seeing properly. And so I guess this is sort of the concept that we're going to move on to in a moment with Psalm 139 where where David's saying to God, show me the speck in my eye, you know, and 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 point it out to me so that I can make it right. And and we're so good at seeing the sin in other people's lives, but we have terrible insight into our own lives. Mm. And, you know, Jesus uses that hyperbole, if you like, you know, get rid of the plank out of your own eye, yeah. you know, um, before pointing out the speck in someone else's. Mm. And and that sort of illustrates how we... I think I misquoted that, didn't I? I think I quoted it the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens, <laughs> you know. That happens. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, re- remove the um, the log in your own eye before you point out the speck in someone else's. Yeah. That's but, the way it should be. <laughs> that easily happens, doesn't it? If you've got a log in your eye, you're not going to see much. That's right. Mm. But... People can't even see the log in their own eye. Mm. I, I love when Jesus uses hyperbole like that, and so that lamp is so important. Now, just a, a, a point. When it comes to confessing sin, we need to be specific. We need to do it also with the right attitude. We've got to have, as uh, Psalm 51, verse 16 and 17, we don't have time to read it right now. It says, come with a contrite heart contrite heart, Mm. that's right, and uh, a broken spirit. So we need to be genuine, you know, that's what the psalmist or David was saying Mm. there. We need to be genuine in our repentance. And there's a a, a beautiful passage that I uh, value very much, and when we pray this, God will answer. And And the psalmist says here in Psalm 139, 23 to 24, You'd like to read that for us, Jason, please. And this is from the New Living Translation. And it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. It's a beautiful passage. It's it's one that I guess you can't say that unless you really want God to answer that prayer. It's a dangerous prayer. It, it is a dangerous prayer, mm. but it's an essential prayer. Mm. Search me, O God. And 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 this this passage here illustrates how we walk with God. God, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. And and that. Next part, point, point out, out anything that anything. offends you. Yeah, yeah, but you know the filters say not too much. Mm. Not don't point out too much, but we got to ask God to remove those filters, don't we? Mm. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Great news, isn't it? It is. It is. So uh, yeah, fantastic. It's. Uh, I guess. We just need to pray about how um, we can actually apply this to our own lives and uh, and really get this concept. I, I, I do love that passage we finished with, though. I think that's really the answer, isn't it? To pray that prayer earnestly, honestly, with a contrite heart. And it's that praying of that passage that is, is critical mm. and asking God to do that. And he will. Next week on uh, Encounters with Jesus, we've got Afi Tuaoi joining us again, and he's continuing on the series or his uh, study of the book of Hosea. So do join us next Monday. And tomorrow we've got uh, Peter Watts joining us, and we're up to Daniel chapter 11. This is in the series Daniel and the God of Wisdom. We're breaking 11 into two parts, so we're 11a tomorrow, the first part of Daniel chapter 11, and a very challenging chapter at that. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll have a look at that tomorrow with Peter Watts. Do tune in at 9am tomorrow for that with Peter. Uh, remember the code today, Encounter28. Text that into 0488 This is Let the Words by Eclipse 6. That I speak be seasoned with thy love and grace. May the things, O Lord, that I choose to say bring glory, not shame, to your name each day. Let the words of my mouth bring thee. Please
Let the course of 